So another day, another city in Central Asia, right? But I'm not here to promote Central Asia as a tourist destination, although I would strongly encourage you to come here if you get a chance. Uh, prices are relatively cheap. People are enormously friendly. It's one of the few places in the world where I think culture and heritage has remained intact. And it's just a you know, wonderful cuisine, and it's a great place to be. But beyond that uh, message from the Central Asian Tourist Board, let's talk about how candidates respond to one of the common pieces of feedback I give them, right? So when a candidate is writing their resume, discussing their fit responses, and discussing their cover letter, I always tell them that I want more details, right? And what do they do? Well, they come back with a lot more information. So when I tell a candidate I want more details, they come back and they rewrite the information and they put just a They've just increased the length of what they're going to say. And I always point out to a candidate that when I say more details, I didn't say increase your length. Those are mutually exclusive. You can add more specific details in your write-up and actually reduce the length. And it always baffles them, but they say, but, uh, you know, you wanted more details. I gave you more information. And I didn't ask for more information. I asked for more details. So let me explain what I mean when I say I want more details, right? Let's assume that on your resume, one of your bullets is that... Um, um, worked on a project to help a Fortune 500 company reorient their strategy and become a much more um, nimble player in a fast-growing Southeast Asian market. Let's assume that was the bullet chart. I would tell them I want more detail. Now, what I'm actually looking for is something like this. Led a three-person team to develop the business case which identified an unserved market in Southeast Asia for a Fortune 500 company which led to new incremental revenue of $23 million per annum. Do you notice the difference? They're roughly the same length, but one has far more detail, right? And when I say detail, well, what do I mean when I say detail? Well, this is what I mean when I say detail. You should never, ever give your opinion. That's very important. Candace always likes saying things like, I worked for a leading company or we, we, we conducted a we develop a complex financial model. Now, complex and leading are subjective. Just because you think something is complex doesn't mean it's complex. And secondly, even if it was complex, I need to judge this for myself. If you put in the word complex, I can't judge it for, my, my, for myself. You're putting your opinion into the resume. And the problem with putting your opinion into the resume is number people lie on their resumes, I have to say it. So we don't like it as consulting reviewers. When, even when I used to look at resumes, I don't like when people put subjective things. That's their interpretation. I don't even, I, I'm not willing to accept someone else's interpretation. I'm only going to rely on my judgment. So I want you to put the facts and I will judge it myself. So don't, put, so don't say complex model. Say that you built a DCF model. Say DCF, discounted cash flow model for a $12 billion listed energy company. Then I can say, okay, DCF model for a $12 billion listed energy company. My God, that's a bit complex. So again, I'm not listening. I'm not relying on your opinion of what complex is. I can take the fact and deduce it for myself. I'm relying on my judgment. When you write your resume, you write your cover letter, and you do your foot responses, you want to give facts so that the interviewer can rely on their judgment. The interviewer doesn't want to re rely on your judgment, okay? Now, here's another test. People always write out fit stories for me, right? They always practice them eloquently, extensively, and I always tell them, this is how you know you've got a good fit story. I want you to take a relatively short article from the New York Times, right? I want you to print it, and I want you to lay it on a piece of paper. I want you to lay it on a table. I want you to take your fit story, type it up, and print it and lay it next to the New York Times article. If you think 
your story can be published as a New York Times article, then by all means, go ahead. Then you've got the right story. But if you think your fit, your fit story has too many opinions, Mrs. Dates, Mrs. Times, Mrs. Facts, too many subjective terminology, too much ambiguous terminology, there's no story, there's too much emphasis on the wrong parts, there's no quotes, then you can't publish it in the New York Times. It's called the New York Times test that we do for fit stories. When people give us a fit story, we always ask ourselves, okay, will this pass the New York Times test? If I transcribed what they just told me and published as a New York Times story, could it work? And the answer is, if it cannot work, if it belongs in a blog somewhere because it's got so much subjectivity and so much ambiguous information, then it probably does not have enough details, right? Another common mistake people make when they give greater length is they like putting in what I call consulting cliché. A com con common consulting cliché is the words transformation. I worked on a transformation project, right? Great. What did you transform? The people, the building, the processes. Transformation means different things to different people, right? So people like adding length in that way. They put in more clichés. The other common one which I see in every Deloitte resume is strategic. They, we developed a, we did a, what's it called? Um, we developed a uh, strategic roadmap because obviously somewhere in the world there must be a roadmap that's not strategic. I can just imagine you know, McKinsey and Bain telling a client, we are building a roadmap that's not going to be strategic. So don't say things like that. It, it doesn't really add any value to your, um, to your resume. Doesn't add any value to your foot. Use language that people can understand, right? Don't say things like, don't use any terminology that is subjective or ambiguous. This is a short podcast, obviously, but I just want to make it very clear that when people think of details, I want more facts occupying less space. When I say more details, I don't want more subjective information occupying more space. Always remember that when you're preparing your resume, even your cover letter and even your foot responses, the more details, the better. But obviously within reason, right? Don't put in unnecessary details. That's why I talk about having a story like the New York Times through your, either your, your bullets or your cover letter or your foot. The overall story is important and the data supporting the story is also important. Data without a story means nothing as well. As always, if you have comments, I'll be happy to comment on them.